Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Brave Worship, episode 16. You're listening to the Brave Worship podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Here we are sitting here with our sweet teas. I mean, sparkling waters. Sparkling water, not quite sweet tea. Our podcast can drive now at 16. This says, and real squeezed fruit. (gasps) Like our last podcast about squeeze, everyone. Wow. Coincidence? I think not. (laughs) I don't think so. Mm -mm. No, no. Crazy. Um, So this week, do we want to share a little bit about what's been going on? What's been going on? Well, I started a new diet this week. Oh, no, she did, everybody. <laughs> I did again. Another new diet. Help! I did another one. Um, so I'll let you know how that goes. But it's been very challenging. It's mostly eating more fat, which you wouldn't think. So, like, mostly fried chicken? No. Fried gizzards. It was fried chicken. <laughs> I did eat liverwurst. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh, my goodness. And I loved it. I forgot how amazing it is. So, But anyways, I really do feel like it's clearing out my throat. So a lot of times when I would get up to sing, I'd have all this phlegmy feeling. It's interesting because I would usually think that dairy would cause that, but not apparently because you're eating dairy. I'm I'm eating dairy, but just eating a lot more fats. So... That's so opposite of what we thought. Remember the low-fat diet of the oh like 90s? Gosh. It was yes. like, as long as you only have two grams of fat a day, you can eat whatever you want. And so people were eating like... All kinds of sugar. You know, yeah, tr- like yeah. straight sugar. Like Twizzlers all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think yeah. of any new diet things I've been doing lately. One well, day I ate a whole jar of pickles. In t- <laughs> well, in two days. <laughs> You're on the pickle diet. I have never... I mean, I have... This is my fourth pregnancy, and I've never eaten a lot of pickles, but this time I'm like... You can't eat enough pickles. I love them. Even cucumbers are fine. <laughs> Those are good, too. <laughs> Even raw pickles, whatever kind. It just so basically, matter. it's the main staple of your diet, and everything else revolves around that. So your main dish is always pickles. For the most part. I've been trying to cut back on it just a little on the pickles. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, because it makes you retain fluid, you know? I want to be all oh, yeah, squishy. Of the salt. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Exactly. Well, and I had exciting news this week. What is it? We have a song on hold, but I can't tell what it is. I'll tell you if it happens. So. Okay, tell people what does that mean to have a song on hold. So, yeah, in the in the music industry, if you have a song on hold, it means someone has um asked you to keep that for them to record for their album. So like reserving it. Does that mean no one else can record it? 
or just that they're saying, hey, we might do it? Well, if it's the first time it's ever been recorded, then yeah, they're asking for no one else to record it pretty much. And then um, if they cut it, that's Quote when they unquote. actually put it on the album. And, and they, a lot of times people will record the song, but they still don't actually end up putting it on the album. So you never can rest easy, really, until it's in the package and it's sitting on the shelf somewhere. Wow. So, but we got a hold for one of the songs that you guys have heard before. So, if it happens, we will get to celebrate and have a party with you and and share that moment with you. We'll have a little party on here. That sounds amazing. We'll have a party week. That sounds great. Pickle cake. With balloons. Pickle punch. (laughs) What was that pickle book we we had? We had a pickle book. Pickle hair, pickle... We Treats. had a pickle book. Pickle pig feet. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a pickle book. Maybe oh. that's what I'll bring you for dinner tonight. Pickled pig's feet. There you go. Ew. That's worse than liverwurst. That is worse than liverwurst. Well, um, we just had a little thought to share with you guys today. It was um, from a book called Linus Rising by Lisa Bevere, which I've read some of her stuff before. So I, we loved this thought and thought it would be great and worth sharing. Um it's important as we're leading um, others and mentoring to to make sure that we're establishing relationship before we have any kind of correction. Um, and I thought that was huge. So she talks about in the animal kingdom, like with lions specifically, if they're in relationship together, lionesses, if they're in relationship together, they will groom one another. Um, and she says that you actually you actually can't um, totally do the grooming on yourself by yourself. It actually takes someone else to help you groom. Okay. I know where you're going with that. Where? <laughs> One of my favorite quotes ever from Legally Blonde. That's not where I was going. Is just wait, wait, wait. Here's the quote. <laughs> never do for your wait no 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 start over never let anyone do for you what you can do for yourself except in the case of eyebrow maintenance (laughs) that's it see that is where you're going and i have been doing my own eyebrows and they are uneven (laughs) that is what it is right now someone else should be doing my eyebrows someone else (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. Okay, carry on. Yeah, so I mean I I mean it makes me think about my daughter. So she's got a lot of hair. She's got really fine hair, but it's super long. It's all the way almost down to her waist in the back and she's 7. And so she does fine like in the front brushing her hair, but she'll be running out the door and say, "I already brushed my hair." And she's got this huge like knot in the back of her hair. Because she doesn't have the ability to reach around and get the back because she can't see the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how many times are we leading and mentoring people who, you know, it might seem to them like they've taken care of everything or even us being mentored. We feel like we've taken care of everything, but there may be something we totally can't see that someone more seasoned than us can point out and help us be able to untangle. Yeah. Well, and I think everybody has blind spots. Didn't we talk about blind spots before? No. Oh, well, we should. I, everybody has them. 
everybody has them and yeah. you kind of want to know what yours are, you know, but right. unless you have those relationships, those people that can feed back in your life, yeah. you allow to that care enough to do that, that you guys have kind of established that relationship. There's sometimes when you have those, you don't even know you have them and it's sad. You know, it is sad. What are mine? <clears throat> well, we're not going to talk about that on this podcast today, <laughs> but yes, I actually, ha- I have a good example too of, um, it just came to mind of what you're talking about, about that relationship. Um, hopefully Chris don't mind me sharing this, but when Chris and I first met, he, um, I was interviewing for a job as a worship pastor Yeah, and he was the interim worship leader at the time and they had tried to hire him. He said, no, I'm not doing it. He was in IT at the time. And so he just, um, he would come in and he would, you know, give several hours to being the worship leader until he found the next person. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was also on kind of the hiring committee. So it was kind of funny. Like we met that way and he hired me, you know, and then we ended up getting married. But I remember early into our relationship, he would, he's a very analytical person. And so he would try to give me feedback mm-hmm. on how worship went, you know, and like, there's this weird dynamic of like, we kind of liked each other, but he was sort of previously in my position and all this whole dynamic was unfolding. Mm. And I remember at some point just finally having a conversation with him and just having to say like, look, I love your feedback. I want to hear what it is that you have to say. Um, and I want to, I want to hear that stuff, but it's tough to take that when we haven't built up the relationship where you haven't encouraged enough and and made me feel comfortable enough to be able to receive that kind of criticism from you, yeah. even if it was for a blind spot or something that could eventually help me. Mm. I just remember just try, trying to figure out how to even voice that back then. I don't know how I did, but just saying like, hey, let's let's establish, a, you know, a relationship here before you start. Yeah. You know, nitpicking. Not really, but you know what I'm saying? Before yes. you start peeling stuff apart and... um. I don't know, ended up being a good conversation for us because it, it worked. I think it helped both of us to build into each other before we started coming and saying, Hey, you could really work on this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it makes me think of song critiques in my world. Mm. So I get a lot of requests for song critiques. Um, and you know, I don't ever, I've never really thrown that out as something I do and I really don't want to do that. Because it's hard because of that very reason. Um, I was getting several emails from one person this week about one particular song. And um, the song was already done. It was already recorded. And, you know, just asking for help as far as what do I think about it. Um, And at that point, it's hard to change anything if it's already recorded. But even if it's not, and I don't have a strong relationship with that person, and I haven't coach them or help mentor them in any way um, as far as learning and getting started and writing and all that, that's really hard to deliver like your true honest thoughts of, um, you know, what you think would help them grow and, and all that. Um, if, if they don't already have a trust, a built in trust with you. Yeah. Well, and don't you think it's kind of one dimensional too? Like if you only yeah. know a very limited amount about someone, yeah. It's easy to be critical. It's easy to hear a song on the radio and go, oh, that's, I hate that melody. I hate right. this. I hate, I don't like this. I don't like that. But if you had been in a writing room with someone, mm-hmm. if you heard their heart and if you saw the whole thing unfold and you saw what the song came from to yeah. where, it's like, it's just a different perspective. Right. Yeah. It makes a big difference if you know the backstory and the journey. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the backstory and the journey, then even the person that's doing the grooming may not do a good job in the grooming. Yeah, I mean, the eyebrow grooming or They might totally miss an eyebrow. 
They might shave one off. <laughs> they might shave one off. <laughs> and it's not appropriate. And they don't that know that. That is not appropriate, everyone listening. <laughs> you must have two, if possible. Oh, or at least one. Uni. That would count. That would be fine. That would be one fine. big one is just fine. So have you encountered that, like, leading worship teams? And how does that work as far as delivering the grooming that's necessary to help raise up mm-hmm. your teams. Yeah, I've definitely seen the same thing. And I think that, you know, sometimes the the um, the challenge is somebody new comes in to our team. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes there's things that you have to kind of set some expectations for from the beginning. If you're bringing an electric player, like, Hey, here's the tone that we prefer. You mm-hmm. know, some churches allow you to have your own amp. Sometimes they don't. Like just setting those ground rules sometimes are essential from the beginning. But um, when you're first building a relationship with a new team member, you you don't want to come in guns a blazing the first practice and say like, whoa, 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 you need to, you know, this these are the things that you really need to do. These are the things you need to change. Um, and it, it depends on the dynamic of the church and the bar that you've set, you mm-hmm. know, and the amount of volunteers you have, all those kinds of things. But Obviously, your goal is to get the most excellence that you can while still making sure that ministry is your highest priority, you know, um, with your team. And so I think it it takes time. And I I know um, when I first started serving out in Phoenix, I was just like pleasantly surprised to show Mm -hmm. up to a band practice and have one of the band guys share how his son was battling drug addiction, you know, Mm -hmm. and just real, real life conversations and things that were allowed to happen because we were bringing people in and allowing them to be who they are and to be real. And then we were all on this path of growth and discipleship together, both spiritually and musically, you know, but yeah, I mean, that guy came in and he grew a lot musically over the eight years that I worked with him. Um, and he grew a lot spiritually too, you know? Um, and so it was cool to see, but yeah, I think that it does take time. I think it's, Um, If we're not careful, we can think that people need to come in perfect or that we need to get them to perfect as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And really, if you're thinking in terms of the body of Christ, it's like we've got eternity Mm -hmm. to get there, you know, and so it's that relationship has to be most important. That's what builds a strong team. That's Mm -hmm. what builds like people that will walk the plank for you you know, as, as the leader yeah, or as one, even as one of the team members, people that have your back because you're growing that relationship and, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're slowly able to be able to speak into areas of their life based on that trust mm-hmm. that's built. That's really what it is. Yeah. It's the trust. It's knowing this person loves me unconditionally. Knowing so I can share loved. this struggle, you know? Yeah. I think love is part of it too. I mean, I think if you know that you're loved, and someone sits down with you to have a conversation with you to help groom you spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for myself, if I know I'm loved, like we have one pastor in particular at our church that can sit down with me and correct me. Um, but the way that he does it, he's so loving that I can receive it from him. Now, there's been other people, you know, in the past that have sat down with me and not for the purpose of wanting what was best for me and you could sense that it wasn't out of love. And I think that's a whole different dynamic. So if that framework of love is already laid and, and that's, I think that's the same as trust in that situation. Um, then this, there's like fertile soil in order for you to grow in 
But if there's no fertile soil, I don't think those conversations are fruitful. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's there's got to be that safety net. Yeah. You know, when that feels like it's in place, that's intact. Even when the conversation's tough. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough if it's, especially if it's a feedback thing, if it's, you know, you're handing this creative baby, this song that you've poured your heart into over to somebody, it's going to be hard to hear that. You know, it's hard to have to tell a vocalist, um, you're attacking every phrase (laughs) too harshly and you're flat and you're, you know, those kind of things are so hard to deliver, but the whole team or the whole organization or whatever is held back by all of our shortcomings. So slowly over time, we've got to move forward. You know, we have to address those things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found this quote from Wayne Jennings that says this righteousness doesn't produce relationship relationship produces righteousness. Mm, I love how that just relates to even Christ, you know, what Christ did and um, like the Old Testament versus the New Testament, like how, you know, I feel like it first was portrayed as like a striving where we were trying to mm-hmm. maybe gain righteousness or whatever mm-hmm. through works. But you can also see that you can see grace all the way back in the Old Testament. And mm-hmm. then Jesus just kind of fulfills um that idea that you have this relationship with Christ and that is what gives us our righteousness, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, from a spiritual perspective, like that makes total sense to me, but then from a practical relationship perspective, same exact thing, you know? Yeah. Like when we're in relationship with Jesus and we know we're loved by him, we naturally live more righteous, you know? Um, And we naturally listen to him more. But if we're required to follow these rules and be righteous, then it's really hard to to have that same kind of relationship. Yeah. It works backwards. So in the same way, you know, as we're mentoring and as we're being mentored, it's the same as what we said before. When that love is there, even by the Lord, when that love is there, um, he can say anything to us and it will it will shape our hearts the right way. Mm-hmm. And what is that verse that says, is it like the Lord um, prunes those that he loves or mm-hmm. disciplines? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what it is. But like, that's funny to think about. It's like, because you're in relationship, he wants to refine you, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. he wants to grow you. He wants you to be better just like we would with our kids, you know, and my husband just gave me the quote of like, um, from parenting with love and logic that you want your kids to make as many mistakes as, as possible because that's how they learn. That's how they gain wisdom. Mm-hmm. You want them to get as much wisdom as they can possibly get under your roof so that when you release them into the world, <laughs> here you go, little doves. Yeah. <laughs> when you release them, yeah. um, that they're prepared for that, you know, that they have as much wisdom as they possibly can. But that's, I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Well, and our son, one of our boys got in trouble this week and I just happened to be making steak dinners that night. Ooh, I didn't get a call about that. Yeah, we didn't tell you about that one. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so he got in trouble at school and he got his phone taken away. And I actually said when he got home and sat down at the table, I said, we're celebrating your phone got taken away today. Like we're going to just celebrate it because then we don't have to worry about video games for two days. (laughs) Um, But in light of what you just said, um. It is, there is something neat about just celebrating those learning experiences and getting through those things and 
Um, that is sometimes the only way to learn. You can't learn all those things on your own. Like we said, it takes some outside um, influence and grooming in order to bring those things to light a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, sometimes that's hard when you let your kids in school and then you're not even there. And then you get a call from the principal <laughs> or someone else at the school. Someone else. <laughs> oh, so I just think, you know, I think overall, as long as we're in relationship together, that is what gives us the ability to speak in. That's pretty much it. Yep. So. I think that's good. I think investing in people, you know, is a good takeaway, like invest in relationships and pour in. If you see a bunch of stuff you want to be critical about that you want to evaluate, take a, take a step back and think, have, how have I poured into, have, how have I added value? Yeah. Have I earned to this the place? Person? Yeah. Have I earned the place to say something. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always the right time to say something. Sometimes it's not the right time and you need to bite your tongue mm-hmm. and hold it for a time that is right. You and know? at the same time, keep your heart soft for when someone needs to pull you aside, mm-hmm. um, be it your pastor or somebody else, a good friend that loves you. Keep your heart soft and open to whatever you need to hear, because you know that those are always, you know, usually good outcomes when you listen to those types of voices. So true. Well, I hope this isn't one of those messages that like ends up being for us. And we both have a cra- Great. crazy week. Next about week, this. we're going to come back and say, guess who confronted <laughs> like, me? Forget it. I hate that. Don't ever do it. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> well, we've tackled some tough topics, I feel like, the last couple of weeks. But I think that, you know, we want to be on this journey to being better and to growing and being open to growth. And, yeah, you know, I think that's what we're about. I think that's how we better lead people. That's how we we better receive just the the things that God gives us to share with the church and the world. You yeah, know? right. So I think it's a good place to be in, even though it can be tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. So don't forget, go on iTunes and give us a review. If you're able to, we would love it. It helps people find us and then it helps us to know what you need. Absolutely. Make sure you register for a Brave Conference at www.braveconference, I mean, braveworship dot com forward slash conference right yeah so make sure you guys get on and do that hurry up have a good week (laughs) peace out you've been listening to the brave worship podcast with dove award-winning songwriter chrissy nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor mary beth dodd visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest brave worship events conferences and retreats plus get free songs to use in your next worship service complete with chord chart and track also find out how you can join chrissy and mary beth in person at the next brave worship conference simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community. 
and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.